0: Hi everybody, I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the Official Devils Podcast. As we return to action in this very trying time, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic and things have come to a pause, yet through the modern technology that we all share, we are able to continue our podcast series. So you know their faces, you're gonna hear their voices over the next half hour or so. Let's welcome in the great members of our content team, here with the New Jersey Devils and we'll begin with Katherine Bogart. Catherine, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Matt? Doing fine, thanks. Like everyone else trying to figure out how to work this new normal and I think we're slowly settling in. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm very happy for video technology. It has truly made this work remote system possible but it's definitely different but I'm taking the time to be thankful for what I do have and do simple things like work out every day and get a full eight hours of sleep. So just staying with what I can actually control.
0: (laughs) That is all good. We are also joined by uh, my partner who normally uh, hosts the show with me, Amanda Stein. Amanda, welcome.
2: Thanks, Maddie. It's good to see you. It's good to see everybody because we've got our video chat set up while we're recording this, but I am as far as can be. I'm in Northern Quebec right now. I managed to cross the Canadian border before they shut it down between the US and Canada so I made it home because I'm from Montreal but Montreal is actually one of the epicenters um, in in Canada when it comes to COVID-19 so I've retreated up north to our country house and we have a house full of kids and my sister and her boyfriend so uh, just trying to keep things as normal as possible and stick to some sort of routine because you mentioned it it's really uncertain times for everybody
0: and it is hard to find that routine the uh fourth member of our podcast is Chris Westcott Wesky what you been up to
3: oh just catching up on some time with the wife you know during the season it's it's you know tough to kind of find that work life balance cuz you're always at the rink but you know, I think it's been a little bit of a blessing in disguise. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a horrible thing that's happening right now, but for me personally, being able to see my wife a little bit more and walk the dog a little bit and and just kind of enjoy that time has been pretty significant for me. So, I mean, I I've definitely enjoyed that. But we're hard at work, Maddie. You you you're we put you hard to work too. But you've been doing the the game broadcast
0: and everything. Well, that leads me to uh, the sim broadcasts that we're doing. The decision was made. Uh, last week that I would be brought in to do some of the play-by-play. It's been a blast. I'm not going to lie. I'm learning the sim game. I mean, I know how it works, but how do you broadcast a sim game? Because I think most people know that, you know, Ray Ferraro, James Cebulski, they're given a script that they read, you know, during the offseason, so to speak. And then it's just kind of thrown in as the game is put together. So they're not calling it. So here I am. I don't know what's going to happen a 10-round shootout in my first go-round. What are you kidding me? But uh, it's been a lot of fun. The reaction's been good. Uh, Amanda, I want to talk to you because, uh, and, and we'll get everybody's thought on it in a second, but you have played a key role it, from the get-go because you do these post-game interviews, uh, and it's interesting. It's this blend of fantasy and reality. The game didn't really play get played, but the players are reacting and you are asking questions like it did how's that been
2: it's been so much fun and i think one of the things that we really wanted to do since the nhl pause was allow our fans to be involved with our players in any way possible and when we were going through a brainstorming idea about you know how we wanted our simulation games to look this was something really fun that everyone was on board with uh, from hockey ops to our content team so for me it's really fun because I actually get to touch base with a lot of the players through this and just sort of ask them how they're doing off camera and all that stuff but it's also really fun when you know the the numbers in these games are kind of like through the roof you know Corey Schneider making 112 saves and uh, you know I think uh, Pavel Zaka the other day had like eight goals in three games so it's actually really funny to be able to talk to them about these like extraordinary stats that really don't actually exist in the real life and what I've appreciated most and I think Catherine and Chris would really agree here is that they're so on board with it they're playing along with us and that's the most important part because it just makes it genuine and now we're kind of at a point where after these interviews we sort of break down that fourth wall and we talk to them about the real life experience of what they're going through right now.
0: And and Chris, take us through that meeting when you're bouncing things back and forth. Like, how can we stay engaged with our fans? What can we give them? Uh, what are those brainstorming sessions like?
3: Well, I think the best thing is we've got a lot of talented people that work in not just the New Jersey Devils content department, but across all of HBSC and even in the marketing departments. And we've brought in a lot of different people um, over the last few weeks that, touch content and marketing and and a whole bunch of other areas of the business. And, and you, you find that everyone's really talented. And I I could say for certain that not one person deserves any credit for this idea. It was a culmination of like eight or nine different people and different layers of how we are going to do it. So those brainstorm meetings, we hold them once a week. And I think they're extremely important to how we're going to continue to engage our fans, no matter how long this lasts. But I can tell you the genesis of the idea was in a, was in our content group chat and it was just more of like one person said, you know, NJ Devil likes to stream uh against playing against teenagers and, and and it's funny we should stream that one time. And then I think it just rolled into what if we just simulated the rest of the season and we were actually planning it out um before a lot of teams started to stream on on Twitch. Uh we had the idea in the Genesis, we were just trying to find implementation to be able to push it out onto multiple channels. Uh, and then we saw that the Phoenix Suns uh, had tweeted they would simulate the rest of their games, and then other teams started jumping on board. So I think what set us apart is we decided, instead of just doing the regular stream, how do we take it to that next level, which led to what Amanda was talking about with the post-game interviews and live tweeting and social media and all that kind of stuff. I
2: want to say, though, that one of the most difficult decisions or one of the most difficult things about this entire process of simulating a game is – setting the lineup <laughs> it stresses <laughs> us out like you it, know, because it it's, it's, crazy. Because it's really really stressful because you want everybody to be able to play but you want to make realistic lineup decisions and so i really find that the most stressful part of all the work that goes into this i will
3: well, say well, that as well so? i mean we've 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 had a lot of group chat conversations and they've evolved devolved into this just argument over what the line should look like and who should play where. It's, it's been kind of fun, actually.
0: Well, as we record this, uh, it is Tuesday. The Devils have a game tonight. <laughs> uh, but by time this is aired, uh, that game, the result will be known. I will say it has a little bit of everything in it. It has injuries. It has a fight. The thing I noticed in this one, because there were two injuries, you can't see the bench. And there's not a a virtual public uh, or a media relations assistant coming up and handing you a note or texting you saying uh, so-and-so will not return. He has a lower body injury. So uh, (laughs) there was a a player for uh, the team the Devils were playing against who went out with an injury, and it took me a while to realize I wasn't mentioning his name again. So when I saw the Lions, I said, I think he might be gone for the game. I'm not sure. We'll keep an eye on it. So, you know, it's those things that you that you learn. And then some of the players, um, and I don't know, Catherine, if you've followed along, you've noticed this, but some of the players don't exactly look like who they're supposed to be. I thought yeah, Travis I would say Zajac a has a little David Clarkson look. <laughs>
1: A lot of them don't look the same, which is difficult. I've been writing the game recaps with Chris Westcott too. So we watch these games and it's, you know, unless you can see the number, the nameplate, sometimes you're like, hmm, which player was that? But it's funny because the players don't always look the same, but the crowds and the fans, and there's so many aspects that are so dead on. Like there's signs and there's always fans. There was um in the game against the Hurricanes, I did laugh and I sent this to the content Text group. Um, Brady Shea was sent to the box for I think a tripping penalty. And a fan there was with a sign that says, <laughs> Time to retire, Shea And he's 26 years old. He is far <laughs> from being retired. But it was really funny to see that there's still that added aspect of the fans in the games and the crowd cheering and the signs and the mascot. And NJ's very prominent throughout the yes, whole game. Is. So but the players, um, maybe in NHL 21. They will be a little bit more in the facial feature categories of who, how they actually look.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's all good. And the photos that they use after they score a goal or go to the penalty box—that that's the actual photo or a, a better recreation. But sometimes you look at the player and it's not it's not quite there. But it's it's been a well, lot of fun, um, and I'm amazed. The numbers have been pretty good, Chris. Haven't they? In yeah, they've been of,
3: great. I, I, we have always had more than thirty thousand viewers. On, on these streams, which is, um, you know, may not seem like a lot, but it, it really is. Um, and we had more than 60,000 for the game against the Philadelphia Flyers. So the viewership has grown. And I would say that we do a lot of social listening, and and I would say widely these have been taken extremely positively by our fan base. Every once in a while you get the odd comment of like, why would you do this The season? You know, just end the season, like, why are you doing this? But for every one of those comments those negative comments there's like 10 people especially parents i've noticed a lot of them chiming in and saying my kids love this they've sent us videos through social media direct messages of their kids celebrating goals and jumping around and with little knee hockey sticks and and screaming let's go devils and um i think for the whole reason why we did it in the first place wasn't some gimmick it wasn't just you know let's throw something on social media the the genesis of this idea was to give our fans a sense of normalcy and fans across the league are creatures of habit that have had that habit disrupted by a terrible event and to be able to do the pregame animations and the investors bank roll call and to have goal animations and graphics maybe to some seem silly and and it, the stats are hilarious and and all those things we talked about but to other fans that are dealing with some pretty negative times right now, it's a little bit of a sense of escape. And I think that's extremely important and that's why we've done it.
2: And I think just to piggyback off of that, Chris, it, it also gives us, like the content team and really our organization, a sense of stability and normalcy because even though you know we're in different countries and different cities and different provinces and states, I guess, as well, um we're all still working together doing a lot of what we've already done all year long but just in a different way i mean i'm sure catherine would agree and all of you would agree that it helps us to stay connected to what we love to do and what we love to provide and for me i know i wake up every day. Without the, oh, what am I gonna, you know, without that sort of groundhog day kind of feeling, I know that I have meetings to go to and content to to prepare. So it's really uh, mutually beneficial.
3: Yeah, I think, and the best part is it's a complete team effort. I would say, all eight to nine people involved in our content team have touched this in some way. Catherine writing the game recaps, Amanda doing those awesome post-game interviews. Uh, Andrew, our photographer slash videographer, has stepped up, and he's doing all of these streams from his PlayStation. I mean, like there's, you know, me helping cut highlights or social animations. Uh, Danielle, our social person, putting all this stuff out. I mean, Matt doing the play-by-play. Blaine, our manager of video production, helping set up the stream, or coordinating these interviews. And uh, Mark, our fearless leader and senior director, I mean, he him – Figuring out how to push this to multiple channels and really take it to the next step. We're not just tweeting out a link to our Twitch account. We're we're live streaming this on multiple platforms, and and the fact that every single person in our department and I've forgotten a couple that have helped out. I mean, Chris Williams cutting highlight videos and 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 you know all this stuff that we're doing as a department. It's it's a lot of work to put these on, but when you see sixty thousand fans watched a simulated hockey game against the simulated flyers um on a saturday night i mean like that's pretty special and uh we're gonna keep doing it throughout the season and we'll keep throwing in little wrinkles here and there to make it fresh and and it's just really cool to see the work uh get recognized on on, on a national scale too international as well canadian media mentioning the streams as well so it's been pretty cool
0: it has been well received there's no question about that and we thank everyone who does tune in at one point or another i wonder if there's anyone who's watched the entire game like i don't know it's it's a good you know what it's it's a good getaway and it's fun but i wonder if there's somebody who actually sits there and i imagine there is right i
3: mean we've had a few posts on social they oh man i just watched that entire game
0: there you go all right (laughs) You know, good for them. Hopefully they're enjoying a, a beverage of their choice, whatever it might be, adult or, or, or non-adult. Well, uh, the know,
3: inside, inside info, Maddie. before we continue, is the average watch time is about 21 minutes on Twitter, which really? is which is phenomenal because in today's society, if you go through analytics, average watch time of videos on that social platform are usually less than 40 seconds. So for someone to tune in for an average time of 21 minutes, and it's thousands and thousands of people, uh, that's pretty special, and, and that's pretty
0: cool. It, it's in, incredible. And and that leads me then, and Catherine, I'll, I'll start with you. Scott O'Neill, who is the CEO of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, the parent company of the New Jersey Devils, the Sixers, and so many other things that we're involved in, uh, he's conducted some town hall meetings. And uh, in the one that he held today, the challenge was you know, to stay healthy, uh, make sure you take care of yourself, but also think about opportunities that open up here. And who would have thought that 21 minutes on Twitter would be hit in a sim game, but it has. So, Catherine, I'm just wondering from your point of view is you think what will happen when we get back to the new normal? What, what are you thinking about? Is Are there things that you've learned or you figure we're going to be able to do that this enabled us to think that way? And maybe if it hit, didn't happen, we'd just be same old, same old.
1: I think this pause, and it's obviously for a very serious thing, COVID-19 is really such a dangerous virus. And I mean, big thanks to everyone on the front lines from doctors and medical workers all the way down to delivery drivers and grocery store workers, like everyone's helping. And during this pause, I've been doing a lot of self-reflection on what parts of my life I focus on on a day-to-day basis. And in the middle of an NHL hockey season, I mean... You're working a lot of games, a lot of hours, and you don't really have a lot of time to just be a person or observe other things happening in other parts of society. So for me, I've really focused on when I come back to a hockey season, what are the things that personally I need to be making sure that I keep in my pie chart of my life? whether it's working out or healthy eating or reading the news or going for a walk, whatever it may be. But I think this whole pause has really sparked that same debate in a lot of people throughout our society and throughout the world. What is important to them? What do they need to make sure that they're doing on a daily basis? And I think that's a lesson that Scott and our leadership team has really challenged us. What do you need to make sure that you're doing to be your best physically, mentally, and emotionally? And I think at least I hope that people use this time to really assess what's important in their lives. And it almost sparks me with my storytelling drive to find those stories and find better ways that I can communicate messages because we've learned in this pause that communication and technology is there. We can, I can talk to my friends in Tel Aviv as quickly as I can talk to Chris or Amanda or Matt, anyone here on this call. So for me, it's how can we, when we go back to work, How can we make sure this content is not only strong, but we're also spreading the message as far as we can and connecting people in ways that they didn't think about and that we didn't think about. So I think for me, it's making sure that personally on a personal level, I'm also doing the things that help me succeed in my life, but challenging others to help me find ways to tell the stories that will have the biggest impact possible especially in ways that especially in ways that are important with important messages that we've done with community and with the team throughout the past few days. And unfortunately you all won't be able to see the video side of this, but Chris Westcott during my soliloquy <laughs> decided to put his background on this Zoom call me with the golden gate bridge behind it and distract me so matt i turn this back to you with that
0: (laughs) (laughs) see modern technology things that you can't do amanda how about you in that regard not so much your background which is lovely it's a it's a celestial it's
2: been really interesting for me because it's been really interesting for me just in terms of this is the most time that I've spent in Quebec, my home. province, So it's been very, interesting. it's been really great in a way for me to spend this time with my family that I really don't ever get now that I've moved down to New Jersey. And so, you know, again, you know, just to echo what Catherine said, that it's a really horrible experience that we're all going through worldwide. But you've really got to look for silver linings, and I, I think that you know the most important thing is that you know we cherish you know certain types of moments that we don't normally get, and for me, that's really getting that time to spend with my family, but also being able to do the work that I love to do. So it's been you know it's it's been an experience. That's what I keep saying. I don't really know how to wrap my head around what's really going on in the world, but you just got to keep a sense of normalcy. And when it comes to, you know, the content that we're producing and what we are hoping to do um, for me, it's just been really great because some of the players who maybe don't necessarily get a ton of, I don't want to say creativity, but a ton of uh, personality from let's say um, in the general locker room experience experience that now we're you know having these calls with them these video chats with them they really are taking you know their personalities and letting them shine and I think when you get that from a player in a one-on-one experience there's a certain comfort level that continues to grow even though there's already been a comfort level that you know I'm hoping and now I know that they have those personality traits that when we do go back to whatever is normal the hope is there is that we can continue with a you know those personalities continuing to shine
0: well um you we got your message loud and maybe not so clear a little crackling but i think alexander graham bell and his first phone call probably it wasn't a very clear one either but the magic of the telephone and so through the magic of technology and zoom we're all rather able to gather together but uh, the fact is, we did hear what you said, but there was a little breakup there, but that's okay. It's it's more what you said than uh, necessarily uh, how it came across with a few crackles there. By the way, I guess up in northern Quebec, the uh, the uh, the telecommunications world <laughs> just needs a little more boost in terms of its speed. But at any rate, uh, We're very really- well said. Go Go ahead.
2: We're really far. We're really far into the woods, and for the first two years that we had this place, we had no access to anything. And I actually don't have any cell service, so the only thing we have right now is, you know, really crappy Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well said. Well said. Uh, and by the way, uh, as we all know, Alexander Graham Bell does have a connection with Canada. You know, spent a good portion of his life in Canada and passed away actually in Nova Scotia. So a little learning. Uh, Lesson there. Uh, But you know what? I don't know how you folks feel about it. I've been able to do more things because obviously I'm not caught up in being on the road or doing games. But the challenge for me, because you can do anything, is to make sure I do what's important each day. Uh, So I've tried to make sure that I don't pass on any kind of physical activity. It's too easy to say, okay, I'll do it later, I'll do it later because I have some time, I have time, have time, and then time runs out. And the next thing you know, um, I've added calories rather than subtract. And that's not a very good thing at all. So yeah, you've got to figure out exactly what's important to you.
1: Matt, you have to tell the listeners, what do you do to break a sweat or to get some activity time when you're here in quarantine or self-isolation?
0: <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, there There are a few things. Everybody walks, right? So I have tried to uh, increase some yoga activities and, and through the goodness of the hockey operations department, they've made available uh, some live yoga classes. And the first one I took, by the way, I may not recover from it, uh, or it'll take me a long time to recover from it. Uh, but the first one I took, I realized quickly, I was in a class uh, with professional hockey players. This was not just the office staff. These are men who are paid to use their bodies to play a sport and they do it very well. And I realized, oh my goodness, uh, thank God my camera was off because it would have been embarrassing because I'm doing some of these things and I'm like, what the heck? And then I hear, hey, Mirko, way to go. Boy, you can really, well, you're very flexible. You can stretch your leg out at a 90 degree angle. And I'm like, I can't even get it to 10 degrees. What are you kidding me? So uh, that's been part of what I've been doing. Uh, and uh, just trying to make that time but taking online classes uh, has been a lot of fun for some physical activity and I will say this my son Liam who is home with us he's a kinesiology major at the University of Rhode Island and he is doing a research project now which has to do with diabetes and blah 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 very proud of him and very proud of the work that he's doing Uh, but he's home doing a lot of that work now long distance but he was asked by the uh, by the people who are running the research project if he could come up with some exercises to be done by their clients and so he wants me to try the program that he's come up with I have a funny I hope I hope he's come up with a beginner's level because uh it might be a little rough but we'll see so anyway those are a few of the things I'm doing
1: I love it. I'm sure you're better at yoga than you're giving yourself credit for but it's all about just moving your body and making sure that you know we're taking care of ourselves the three pillars of emotional mental and physical health.
3: I'm doing my first ever yoga class on Friday morning so I'm fearful
0: uh, that I'm going to pull something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how how do you do the down dog where your legs are actually fully straight and your palms are on the ground I'm not sure I'll ever get there. You're, it not, takes you're, some time. you're asking the wrong person. You're asking the wrong person. It took so guys, me
2: about two months to
1: get my,
0: there
3: in
2: my yoga.
0: Oh, listen, that's I'm, a goal then.
2: I'm living with a professional yoga teacher. I am living with a vegan. I am living with two really great vegan chefs. So my life has completely changed in that respect. I got to tell you. We're... It's uh it's been a real experience.
0: Well, this is what this whole time has been a real experience for sure. Chris Meanwhile, I'm just
3: eating mac and cheese all all day. That's that's me. <laughs> and
1: zucchini chocolate chip bread that Chris made last night. We in our content group chat, we have been sharing what we're eating. The other day I shared my pizza that I got delivery to help support.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: but um we're all big on food, so We're hoping to do a potluck when we come back to the office with everyone's favorite recipe that they tried and made during quarantine. But no one will want to eat mine.
3: Yeah, Amanda sends photos too, and and they're quite beautiful, but I don't know if I would like to eat the rabbit food. The rice bowl?
2: The (laughs) rice (laughs) bowl that I keep getting served?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you what, I will bring something because I love to cook and um, I've, It's not that I have a favorite or two, so um, I'm not an intuitive cook, but when I see something, it looks good, and I find out how it's made, and then I get to it. But I do have a few things that I cook or make on a regular basis, and so uh, I'll bring some Irish soda bread to the team, which is, I have to admit, the recipe is awesome. With Kerrygold
1: butter only. That's the only butter you can use on Irish soda bread.
0: That's right, Kerrygold from the old sod itself. Yes. Do you like yours with uh, raisins or without raisins, Catherine?
1: I'm without raisins. I'm not a fan of raisins. I think if I would like to eat a grape, I would like it to give me some hydration as well and not just be dehydrated. (laughs) So that's my view. That's the hill I choose to die on. And I understand it's a very unpopular opinion.
0: Fair enough. It, it's kind of like, you know, tailor ham or pork roll with or without raisins when it comes to Irish soda bread. But uh, I'm more of a raisins guy. So anyway, uh, we, we've talked a lot here on this podcast. Let's just wrap things up. Chris, uh, what are you looking forward to uh, over the next little bit of time here until we get back to again, whatever our new normal will be?
3: I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of innovation happens in the sports world um I think the leaning into the e-gaming that we've already kind of established and talked about a lot on this call has been really fun and engaging to fans and and I think everyone at least I don't know I'm a a big content and sports nerd I'm looking at all these other leagues and I'm saying who's next what's next I mean fans are starving for sports and they're starving to be engaged outside of you know, Netflix binging and, and watching movies and going for walks and all that stuff. So I'm wondering what's what's the next step uh, and what's next for us in our jobs as we continue to try and give fans a sense of normalcy, but also take steps forward into what we're doing. And, and, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to um, finishing Sopranos for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Binging that with my wife, it, it took, took about a year of me saying, hey, I've never seen this. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. And she said, I don't know. I don't know. It's long. It'll take a lot of time. And We just started last week, and she's hooked. I'm hooked. And a lot of Devil's references in uh, in The Soprano. So it's been kind of a pleasant surprise. My wife and I are kind of like playing that, you know, I spy with my little eye trying to catch the little Devil's references here and there. So it's been a, been a
0: lot of fun for that. Oh, yeah. Jersey through and through. Catherine, how about you?
1: I'm looking forward to still using this time to, you know, achieve some personal goals in my own life. I always joked and Scott said this in our town hall the past couple of times that, you know, you have no excuse anymore. You have the time, so take advantage of it. So I'm looking forward to continuing my fitness goals and my healthy eating and hanging out with some friends and family. My dad is coming back from Afghanistan. Um, He's in Texas right now, quarantining. He was deployed for 20 months. So it's been quite a bit of time and he's actually going to be stationed in DC where I am right now. So I am hoping to see him for a couple of days before I head back to New Jersey, but it's just, you know, spending time with the family, like Amanda and Chris have said, and I am not watching the Sopranos. I binge watched Tiger King in a day and it was incredible. And I know PK Suvan is a big fan of that as well, but I'm just looking forward to, getting rested so when we do come back, we can make the greatest content possible and remind everyone why we love sports so much and how it's such a unifying factor in society throughout the world.
0: Well, that's going to be an awful reunion and uh, I'll tell you, the, the tears will be flowing, I'm sure. Amanda? Hello, Northern Quebec.
3: Did we lose her to the woods? We we
2: might have no, lost I'm her. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> oh, good, Sorry. good, good. I told you I have the crappiest internet, and I think the kids are streaming Netflix, which I'm, which is really causing a problem. A little system overload here in the <laughs> woods.
0: <laughs> so, what what will you be up to over the next uh, couple of weeks?
2: Well, the first two weeks that I was up here, it was just me and my older sister, because she actually lives in New York City. So we decided to leave the area together and come up to our place in Quebec to uh, isolate together for the two weeks. So we were just alone, the two of us, which is something we've never really done. But now um, her partner and his kids are here. And so I've actually started like being involved in like homeschooling, which is, just a mind-blowing experience Um, so that's been a lot of fun and I'm just really you know enjoying getting to spend time with my family the way we can and I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of things when we get to New Jersey um, whenever you know things kind of go back to normal but I'm just sort of appreciating every day for what it is and you know as my dad always says you know you just and i'm sure a lot of other people as well you just got to take things day by day and that's kind of what i do to preserve my mental health
0: and chris along your lines uh you're catching up on the sopranos i have discovered Shit's creek great yes
2: show. the best it, show i'm a huge Shit's creek fan
1: and unbelievable
2: amazing it, i just want to put a shout out that that's a canadian show Yes, it, it is. is. Just saying, okay? So I was into that way before uh, it sort of made its way in terms of popularity down to the U.S. So that's a great show. Yeah, is it decent. is. So I'm you're saying good. you
0: were you were up Shit's Creek before we all were up Shit's Creek?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm also up Shit's Creek right now with terrible Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> well, well,
0: well, Maddie,
3: gra- I started watching that last week too, so I'm simul, simul streaming but streaming between Sopranos and Shit's Creek right now.
0: It's unbelievable. I've not met as many unself aware people, or no, they're self aware, but they're only self aware. At any rate, it's awesome. It's a great show. It makes you laugh. You burst out laughing almost every scene. And it's been a lot of fun uh, watching that show. And Tiger King is next. Ozarks is back up, season three. So. I'm digging into that but you can't binge watch if it comes out once a week so anyway those are the few things that will keep us all busy anyway time has flown by Uh, even though we're not in the same physical space we've been able to share some time Uh, Catherine Bogart Chris Westcott Amanda Stein thank you very much and we'll continue to create content it's been fun to do it forced as it has been on us because of COVID-19 and hopefully all the things that are being done around the world in this country will help slow the curve, flatten the curve, as they say, and we can get back uh, to action sooner rather than later. But for the most part, we want to wish everyone the very best in good health, stay safe, practice uh, social distancing, and uh, we will uh, all be better uh, for practicing those rules and uh, we'll make things a little better for everyone around us. Guys, thanks very much. It's been a blast. Thanks, Matt.
1: Thanks, Maddie. So much fun.
0: Thank you. All right. So uh, that'll do it for this podcast uh, as we return to action, so to speak, for Chris Westcott, Amanda Stein, and for Catherine Bogart. I'm Matt Lachlan. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for your company. We'll see you. Bye-bye.